Don't tell yourself no. Wait for someone else to do that. We make up problems that could potentially happen and we do not pursue things, but our fear is actually unfounded. There's no proof that this will ever happen. So wait for someone else to express a concern. I could have been worried about starting a podcast and never start a podcast. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. Today, I am finally back with part three of the Side Hustle series. Thank you guys for your patience. I just had to take a break last week. I've been going hard with the podcast traveling. The last few weeks of August turned into a whirlwind accidentally. So I just really needed to take a beat. So thank you for your patience. I hope you use the time to catch up on old episodes. And now I am resuming the side hustle series. So today we're going to get into how to balance your side hustle with the J-O-B. And I think it's best if I break this episode down into two parts. So part one is going to be how to side hustle and not get fired, aka how to follow protocol so you don't get looked on poorly for having a side hustle and you can keep the main hustle because we need that, right? We need that to invest in the side hustle. And then part two of the episode, I will get into how to balance your side hustle with your J-O-B. So I'll actually be breaking down my process that was very, very helpful in helping me juggle it all because I like to even though I use the word balance because people immediately understand what I say when I use the word balance. So I just use that. But you all know if you've listened to me over the years that I tend to think of balance as a dance and a juggle, right? Nothing is ever all the way perfect on every single level at the same time. So the reason I'm breaking it down into these parts, though, is because before you worry about balancing anything, you have to make sure you still have that job. Before you worry about, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? I really want to make sure you understand how you can be more successful in side hustling without having to dart around or be worried about what people will think. Because again, we want to keep the main income source. We want to be able to use that to invest in our side hustle. So let's get right into it. Part one how to side hustle and not get fired. I did an episode with this title back in 2017. And that episode was originally inspired by a question. And I'm going to raise that question again because I think it's still so relevant. I still hear some form of that question all the time. And so the question was, how do I side hustle without getting fired? Everywhere I look online, I see recommendations for entrepreneurs to create their social media slash personal brand, aka use your name, post personal photos, share personal stories in order to relate to your audience, etc. While I want to put myself out there, my fear is that it may raise some eyebrows from colleagues and supervisors at my current nine to five. My entrepreneur colleagues at work have advised me to start a business under a business name other than my own and be incognito. This way, it will be hard for coworkers and supervisors to know that I am doing a side business. Their concern is that I will be perceived as not being serious about my day job or that I am putting more effort into my business. I'm beginning to feel conflicted. Please help. What are your thoughts? Thanks. 
So here's the thing. I'm going to share with you guys something that I've never, ever shared before. I actually faced this exact scenario. Towards the end of my time at NPR, I did have a colleague attempt to challenge my dedication to my work. Yes, it was actually right before my wedding. So I was already feeling like I was working three jobs, right? Working at NPR, side hustling with the podcast, plus planning this wedding. And it couldn't have been worse timing. But alas, because I knew how to side hustle without getting fired and because I had protected myself and had been very forthcoming with my company before I even took on the role, this person's effort to discredit my dedication to my role because I had a side hustle did not go anywhere. And a matter of fact, what really ticked off this moment was it was right after the Mashable article came out about Side Hustle Pro. And the article was titled, This is the Perfect Entrepreneurship Podcast. So it raised a lot of attention. Of course, I posted about it across my social media pages where some of my colleagues followed me. And of course, there are some haters who just want to somehow use this to question your dedication to the company. So the way I've always carried myself is when I was approached by NPR to even interview, I actually had my side hustle on my resume. And the reason I did that is because I always saw my side hustle as an asset that made me better for the job. I was using social media and that was my role at NPR, leading digital and social media. And I was using that in my side hustle. So everything that I gained from doing my blog and promoting my posts on social, I was using that knowledge for NPR. And that's one of the reasons they were attracted to me. So you really have to remind people of the whole reason they wanted to hire you in the first place. And I know not everyone is going to put their side hustle on their resume. So I'm going to get into some other ways that you can protect yourself now. But I wanted to share that short story with you because sometimes when you hide and you worry too much, it starts to seem suspicious, right? If you start doing things and it seems like you are trying so hard to cover it up, then it's almost like, well, what are you covering up? Are you using company resources? Are you doing something, you know, illegal? What is going on? So definitely keep that in mind as well. Sometimes the more you hide something, the more suspicious it looks. So be forthcoming, be honest, and let people know why it still makes you an asset to your current role and why it's completely different and you keep the two completely separate. So here are some more tips. First of all, don't assume your employer will tell you no. Like I said, I spoke about my side hustle always through a positive light in reminding people all the things that I learned from doing my side hustle. Believe it or not, when I was starting out, though, I was a little worried about my employer being upset about what I was doing. You know, when I was getting ready to turn the blog into a podcast at the time, I worked for a major podcast producer, but I was having a conversation with fellow podcaster Brittany Luce. She at the time was with For Colored Nerds. She's now the co-host of The Nod. And she gave me some really good advice. And by the way, I just reached out to Brittany at that time with a cold email. We didn't even know each other. Reached out to her because as I was getting ready to get into this industry, I wanted to really talk to my fellow Black women podcasters. And so that's what I did. And we got on the phone, we were talking, and she said, you know, don't tell yourself no. Wait for someone else to do that. And what she was basically saying is a lot of times our fear causes us to make up scenarios. And because of these made up scenarios, we do not pursue things. We make up problems that could potentially happen and we do not pursue things. 
but our fear is actually unfounded. There is no proof that this will ever happen. So wait for someone else to express a concern. I could have been worried about starting a podcast and never started a podcast. Guess what? My worry that somebody would think it was a problem, it did eventually happen a year later, but nothing happened as a result of that. All we did was have a moment of clarity where I was able to explain what I was doing and how it was not a conflict of interest and then move on with my life and continue to work for the company. So sometimes your biggest fear is not is actually not that scary when you face it head on. Ask yourself what the worst thing is that could happen. And if you are prepared to deal with that, and if you know that when that time comes, if that time comes, big emphasis on if, you know that you'll be equipped with the tools and the words and the resources to tackle that in that moment. I'm a firm believer that, you know, God will give you what you need in the moment. So remember that fear is often unfounded. Wait for someone else to express a concern before you assume that they will and stop yourself from exploring a really cool idea. Side Hustle Pro almost didn't exist because of that fear, and fear is just false evidence appearing real. I was also talking to Moyo around this time, telling him all the different reasons why, you know, maybe I shouldn't start the podcast. And he shared a a similar reason of why you shouldn't stop yourself. He shared that his high school basketball coach used to tell him, don't self-check. Make somebody play defense and stop you. Make them play defense. Make them try to come for you. Okay, you know, let me relax a little bit. I'm not trying to cause conflict at work. But seriously, instead of self-checking yourself and suppressing what could be an awesome, awesome thing, make them play defense and stop you. Don't self-check. That applies here and that applies to anything you want to do in life. So for those of you who feel that you have to be incognito, ask yourself, do you really need to be incognito? Are you self-checking? Are you making up a lot of these reasons why you can't start or why people might question your dedication to the company? Also, do not let other people project their fears onto you. So sometimes you'll be talking to coworkers. There are a lot of people who, I mean, I I, I really can't find a better way to say this, (laughs) but they do not do a lot. They do not do a lot outside of work. And because of that, they start projecting their fears onto you when you start to tell them about the things that you might want to start doing. Make a decision based on what you want to do, not what someone else at work is scared about doing or thinks might happen. Alrighty. So there's a quote that I saw on Instagram that I really love that I think was is just applies so well here. I didn't make up this quote. I reshared it, but it is Often, so this is the quote, often people who can do, C-A-N, can do, don't because they're afraid of what people who can't do, C-A-N, apostrophe T, what people who can't do will say about them doing. And so that is what I mean by you allowing other people's fear to them determine what you do. So now that we got that out of the way, here are some major keys to protect yourself. First, know the rules. Read the employee handbook back to front, front to back. Understand what is considered a conflict of interest, what you can do on work premises, what you cannot do. All of that. Understand what the rules are, because there's some companies where if you create something while you're an employee, they give themselves the right to ownership of that thing you create. So really Read through the fine print and first of all, know your rights. 
know the rules. You got to know the rules so you can know which ones to bend a little bit. Okay. But also, yeah, you got to know when you really are breaking a rule and when you are not breaking a rule in order to protect yourself. Number two, do not start a competitor to your employer while you're working there. I don't care how good you are with your clients. I don't care how many promotions, referrals and recommendations and awards that you get within the company. Do not start a competitor. Do your due diligence and make sure that you are not investing time into a business that is going to be a conflict of interest because that is the quickest way to get fired. Step three, work on your business off of work premises. Yes, that means that on your lunch break, you need to go to a completely different cafe offsite. And if you can't do that, then perhaps your lunch break cannot be one of your work hours. And we're going to get into those work hours in a bit. But make sure that even on your lunch break, even in the morning when you quickly come in or check in emails and any downtime when you would typically check emails and then you're tempted to do a little bit of side hustle work, don't do it. All of that can be tracked. Those are work machines. That's work internet. That's work software. They got you covered. All right. The man is watching. Big brother is watching. So just work on everything off work premises. And then lastly, continue to be excellent at your job. So. When you start making a little money or start seeing traction and progress with your side hustle and you know the potential of it, it can be very tempting to start feeling yourself. It could be very tempting to start slacking at your job because you're like, I'm going to leave anyway. I don't care about these people, blah, blah, blah. Don't do it. Don't do it. You need to save. You need to invest into your main hustle and you need to be able to leave on your terms, not on their terms, on your terms. So don't start slacking once you start making coins. Keep that same energy at work. Continue to be excellent. Let them have no clue that you are working as hard for yourself as you are working for them. So those were the key things that I want you to keep in mind to side hustle and not get fired. So again, that was know the rules. Don't start a competitor to your employer while you're working there. Work on your business off the work premises and continue to be excellent at your job. Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsors. So the number one question I get about side hustling is how do I get started? And the other day I decided to kind of take inventory of what I was doing in my early days of side hustling. How did I get started with Side Hustle Pro? And the biggest thing that stood out to me is that I was always investing in skill and personal development, and I like to do just-in-time learning. So when I was ready to do something new or try something else, I would invest in a class to learn that skill and then practice implementing it. So the rest of my development and learning came from my actual experience. So I highly recommend you do the same. What is it that you want to do? Do you want to finally put up your website? Then head over to Skillshare and take a class on putting up your website. Do you want to get started with social media and you're not sure how to start? Head over to Skillshare and start taking some classes. Skillshare is so great because it's an online learning community. It has over 25,000 classes in anything you can think of from photography to entrepreneurship, even podcasting. And right now they are offering a special offer just for Side Hustle Pro listeners. You can get two months of unlimited access to Skillshare for free. Imagine what you can do in two months, how many classes you can take. But remember to do the implementation piece, all right? So head over to Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. That's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro to get started with your two free months 
And one more time, that's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. Story time. Let me tell you about the first time I had to send an invoice to a client. It was back in 2011. I was doing some social media freelance work for a major brand. And when it was time to get paid, they told me to just invoice them. I was racking my brain like, how do I send an invoice? How does this process work? Then I discovered FreshBooks. I signed up for an account, created my very first invoice, sent it over to the client, and they paid it immediately. The whole thing was seamless. And I also remember feeling super proud because I look professional and that's what I want. That's why I highly recommend FreshBooks for my fellow side hustlers. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than anything you try to do on your own. FreshBooks lets you create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Plus, you can file expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBooks grows alongside your business. So you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn accounting. Try it free for 30 days. No catch and no credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and enter side hustle pro in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and tell them side hustle pro sent you. So now let's get into part two, which is how to juggle your side hustle with your J-O-B. I change it to juggle here because, you know, I like to use those interchangeably. So I am going to go through the steps that I use and break down my 12-week sprint process. But if you want to take the next step and truly master this process that helped me juggle my side hustle with my job, then I highly encourage you to go to sidehustlepro.co slash goalgetter to grab the goalgetter action plan. Now, the reason I'm telling you to go to the Go Get an Action Plan is because if you are serious about your side hustle, you have to be willing to put in side hustle hours. It's funny, I was talking to my personal branding business coach, Maya Elias, the other day, and we talk about how sometimes, you know, people, they want certain results, but then they forget that this is just like a job. You have to put in hours. You got to put in your side hustle hours. So, If you really want to get into that zone and understand what it looks like to be a side hustler and to put in those side hustle hours, then go over to sidehustlepro.co slash goalgetter and grab that goalgetter action plan. It is thorough. It is my entire process, including resources and tips that help me. So now let's get into how to treat your side hustle like a job. First and foremost, you guys, let's make something very, very clear. Um, being your own boss really means that you have to show up for yourself in a way that you have probably not been showing up for yourself right now. If you're listening to this, it's taking it to that next level. So you know how when you're about to go for an interview anywhere or you know you want to be approved for something, you go in in your very best. You put your very best foot forward. That's the kind of effort you have to put forth for yourself. You deserve that same level of professionalism. So being your own boss means showing up on time for yourself, not calling out sick on yourself, not giving yourself excuses to not do things and doing things when you don't feel like it. 
doing things when you are tired. Because guess what? If you would fire somebody else for how you're behaving, then that's not how you should be acting. That means you have to fire yourself from your own business. So you have to give your business, your side hustle, that same level of professionalism. And the only way, the only way that I was able to do that was to develop some systems for myself. I tried many different things. You know, there are all these um, productivity tips and hacks and tools out there. And what I'm sure you're finding is different strokes work for different folks. So somebody might swear by a certain planner, a physical planner. Somebody might swear by a project management tool like Asana. I've tried it all. I've tried the Asana. And that's A-S-A-N-A. That's one thing I used to use to just manage my projects and and to-do lists. I've tried physical planners. I've tried a lot of different things. But it was only when I started breaking down my year into 12-week sprints that I started making tremendous progress. It was like a mental shift. And it's also because you're tricking your brain a little bit. So the way a 12-week sprint works is instead of setting long-term goals, you are going to start setting shorter term goals for just 12 weeks at a time. So for these 12 weeks, you're focusing on setting SMART goals. And I'll break down what SMART means in a second. It's another one of those acronyms I didn't make up. But when you set these goals, it's not like the ones you usually set when you set long-term goals like, oh, I want to make X amount of money. I want to lose this amount of weight. Very broad. When you just set these like, goals without giving yourself a timeline, then you will find that you'll look up and it's almost the end of the year. And you're like, why haven't I gotten this done? What's going on? I said I was going to do this, man. And and what happens after that? You start feeling a little discouraged, like, dang, I always set these goals and I don't accomplish them. And I don't want us to do that anymore. I know for me, I was tired of that because going into 2017, I realized, no, I'm serious about leaving my job. (laughs) And if I'm serious then I got to make more money on the side than I did in 2016. If I'm serious, I have to start making revenue. And that means something's got to change. Well, what was I doing? What am I doing? Let me have analyze it. Well, I'm not really accomplishing things. I'm just kind of like going through the day-to-day motions, doing things here or there without a real plan. And I'm not getting anything done. So I need to switch things up. So that's when I discovered doing 12-week sprints. And so the way I approach it is to break the year down with first these SMART goals for 12 weeks at a time. So SMART stands for specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-based. So that means that you are setting goals that you can measure, that you can take action on, and that are relevant to your overall business goal. So if my overall business goal is to leave my job, then all of my goals for each set of 12 weeks should be relevant to that. And that is what I did. So you set SMART goals for the next 12 weeks. You then highlight the three most important goals because sometimes when you're just doing a brain dump, you might come up with 10 goals. And that's another thing that slows us down when we try to accomplish too much. So you have to highlight the top three because we, we can only focus on one SMART goal a month. So highlight the top three, and those are the top three we will be focusing on for the next 12 weeks. So after you do that, you assign a dedicated month to each of your top three goals, aka January will be this goal, February will be this goal, March will be this goal, 
And then you then write down really simple action items under these goals. I say simple for a reason. The reason that you do this, and this is my favorite part, it's going to be your favorite part as well, is because these simple actions, they may look really trivial at first, but they are what make sure that you get your big smart goal for the month accomplished. So an example of this, so you guys can see what I mean, is if my smart goal was something like, I want to acquire five sponsors valued at $10,000 in the next four weeks, then my action items will be as simple as I am going to listen to podcasts and write down the name of brands I hear advertising. I am going to research the email addresses to reach out for those brands. I am going to compose a template email that I can send to all of those brands. I am going to email five of those brands a day. And then the goals would go on and so forth and so forth. Because what happens then is that you're going to schedule everything on your calendar. So for that month, you're only focusing on the action items for that SMART goal. And you are a side hustler. So you only have an hour or two a day to devote to your side hustle. So that means when you schedule on your calendar, you are just setting aside an hour or two to do that. So I would set aside an hour on my lunch break. And again, this might not be your lunch break. This might be in the morning for you. This might be in the evening for you. For me, it was often my lunch break where I would say, I'm going to spend my lunch hour emailing, following up with people because some people would have responded to my email already, right? And it was continuing the conversation, scheduling a call, going back and forth and all of that. Instead of trying to do that throughout the day, I would do that during my dedicated hour. So just to refresh and go over the steps one more time, set SMART goals for the next 12 weeks. Highlight the three most important goals. Assign a dedicated month to each of the top three goals. Write down action items under these goals. Schedule everything on your calendar. Then track your progress, a.k.a. at the end of the month, look how you did. Look what you accomplished. How many of the action items that you set out to accomplish did you actually accomplish? And if you didn't accomplish it, what prevented you from that? Really take inventory and ask yourself, what prevented me from accomplishing these goals? What kind of habits do I have that made me, you know, not do that thing that I said I was going to do after work? Did I go home and watch TV? Did I go home and, and, you know, did I go to happy hour with my friends? And then eliminate any habits that don't help you win. Perhaps your habit could be not being honest with yourself and scheduling things when you know you are going to ignore your calendar after work. So that could be a habit that you need to eliminate. Another habit that I had to eliminate was really my phone addiction. So I started to keep my phone away from our bedroom during the night so that I would go to sleep at a reasonable hour because what would happen is I was scrolling and scrolling, going to bed later, being more tired in the morning, not getting what I need to get done. And that would delay my whole day to the point where I was not able to side hustle. And I knew I could not continue to do that. So that's an example of a habit that I had to eliminate. And there are other habits as well that I had to eliminate. And I only was able to do that when I really evaluated and tracked my progress against my action items and saw, okay, I'm not getting these done. And it's because of these behaviors that I tend to do. So do the same for yourself. Let me know how it goes. 
as side hustlers, we got to be diligent, you guys. We have to keep on working and keep on improving. And what I love about this process is it allows you to not be too hard on yourself. When you only have one thing a day to get accomplished, when you're just like, okay, I just got to do this thing today. It is less pressure on yourself. And then you feel accomplished because you're checking things off day by day. And I just personally really love and prefer this process. But you have to hold side hustle time sacred. Okay, so how do you side hustle without getting fired? You got to do your work. You have to follow through and you have to get the job done and hold yourself accountable. And how do you side hustle and juggle your side hustle with your job? It means that we can't be lazy. That's how it means that you have to sacrifice some fun sometimes, but it's going to work out. It's going to work out and it's going to be worth it when you start to see those results. So set out, establish your goals, set up your 12-week sprint process. Again, you can go over to sidehustlepro.co slash goal getter. And this is in the show notes. You can scroll up right now in your podcast app and click right on it so that you can, I can actually walk you through this process even more. You can see the video tutorials to see what my template for my, and I provide these templates to like write down my action items and check them off. I provide an actual Google spreadsheet template. So go ahead and do that. And remember that this doesn't have to be overwhelming. That's why I love that it's 12 weeks. And then you end up accomplishing more in 12 weeks than you used to accomplish in a year because you really buckle down, put your head down and focus. And you would be amazed what setting aside one to two hours a day can do because these are seven to 14 dedicated hours a week. You're not like, goofing off anymore. You're not just like saying I'm going to do things and not really scheduling it. Now these are focused work hours. So you'd be amazed and you will be amazed when you see what you can accomplish. Just to remind you guys again. So throughout my time as a side hustler, right, I have tested out many different schedules. I tested out working on it after work. I tested out my lunch break, I tested out the morning and things do shift. Things shift. There are times, there are windows where what used to work no longer works. For example, I used to do the mornings and there was a period at work where we were working on a big project and we used to have 8 a.m. meetings. And obviously it was just, I'm not an early riser. So being able to wake up and do work plus get to work, which, you know, was a, a like 40 minute commute for me by 8 a.m. was a lot. So then I had to shift. So be flexible and know that you might have to shift your side hustle hours at time, but you still got to get the side hustle hours. And that's why you need to spread it out and just commit to one hour a day because that is achievable. No matter what kind of job you work, I know you guys can give me one hour a day or give yourself. It's not about me. This is for you. Give yourself one hour a day. The thing about being a side hustler is you have to work around your work schedule. There's no way around it. If you have crazy hours, guess what? That means you will also have to get creative with your side hustle hours. So episode 10, guess, yes, all the way back to episode 10, Courtney Sanders, she talked about getting up as early as 4 a.m. to get everything she needed to get done for her business and for her work into her day. The um, entrepreneur in residence, Lisa Pegram, 
She lives in L.A. She gave up driving to work. She started taking a bus so she could do work on her side hustle in that one hour commute because she obviously couldn't work and drive at the same time. Right. So these are some creative ways to work your side hustle into your day. It's always going to involve sacrifice, but it is going to be worth it. And I'm also a big fan of the after work hustle myself. Summer, when you have the longer daylight hours, I used to love that because that might mean you can do a little work and still enjoy time with your friends or still enjoy time to, you know, indulge in a show or two. But definitely take advantage of the time of day that works for you. I will say and I told this story before, but I remember (laughs) one time I was having drinks after work. And as much as I enjoyed the company, I couldn't help but calculate all the side hustle work I could have been doing and also wondering, like, don't you guys have something to work on? Like, are we really just sitting around here drinking and talking? (laughs) And don't get me wrong, that debrief and decompressing time with your coworkers is important. But 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 you don't need to do that every week or multiple times a week. Take some of that time back for yourself and invest it into the side hustle. So lastly, just remember that you can head over to sidehustlepro.co slash goalgetter to grab your goalgetter action plan and master my full system for increasing your productivity and getting things done. One more time, that's sidehustlepro.co slash goalgetter. Let me know how you do as you start your own 12-week sprints. Let me know how it's going. I really hope this episode was helpful for you because this is truly how I was able to juggle. And this is something that I know for a fact works. And so I just want to make sure that you guys dive in. The year is not over. This is, we're going into the last quarter of the year. You can accomplish so much in the last quarter, right? So start setting up your sprint for the last quarter of the year and let's get it done. All right. And with that, I will see you next week. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. Now stay connected in between episodes by texting Side Hustle Pro to 44222. You'll get my weekly Six Bullet Saturday newsletters where I share what I'm up to, what I'm reading, my business tip of the week and resources to help you grow your side hustle. And I'm working behind the scenes on some live events, which my email list will get access to first. So make sure you're in the loop. Text Side Hustle Pro to 44222 or visit sidehustlepro.co slash SBS.